In this new series on Paul's letter to the Ephesians, we are contending for the fact that revealed truth is rational. That is, it's meant to be understood that truth comes to us first through the intellect on its way to the heart. And it's when the heart is transformed, we are made new creations, that our will is freed from the bondage of of sin that was tied to our fallen nature. And so the whole process of recovery, if you will, the whole process of moving from those who are in bondage to sin and death under the control of Satan and being translated into the kingdom of God's dear son occurs and begins with the hearing of the gospel into our minds, through our intellect, into our heart. And so the Christian is a thinking person. A Christian faith is a rational faith. And sadly, in the last 150 years, I mentioned to you before, we have gotten away from that, and it's caused serious damage to uh, the church, to the message, to the integrity of the gospel, and it's destroyed thousands and thousands of lives, untold thousands, uh, millions of lives. Because we, when we get away from rational thought, when we get away from objective truth uh, that comes through the intellect into the heart, we lose a sense of meaning. When everything is subjective, when everything is experiential, uh, begins experientially, then we lose any sense of genuine, objective meaning in life. And when that happens, the individual, the family, and society as a whole loses its collective mind, quite literally. So we are in very perilous times, not because there is not revealed truth, not because the word of God has lost its power, not because the um, gospel has uh, lacks integrity, but because of the uh, emphasis away from, away from um, a rational, thoughtful approach to faith. So we have to change how we think, and that occurs as our minds are renewed, as we're exposed to revealed truth, uh, particularly, of course, in the written Word of God. So one of the things I want to share with you today is something that occurred with me when I was in treatment so many years ago. I was in treatment for complex trauma. I won't go into the explanation of that, the details of that, but uh, suffice it to say, I was in a world-class treatment center. Um, I was there as it, it was a great privilege for me to be there and have an opportunity to do some unfinished business that for 20 years plus had been plaguing me uh, since my uh, conversion. And so I was able to get there. I was there with other people who were missionaries and um, pastors and other uh, Christian workers. Uh, it, it was it was a wonderful privilege to be there and a great opportunity for me to do some important work. While I was there, I was told that daily affirmations would play a big role in my treatment and recovery. Positive affirmations are important, I was told, to help my brain focus on the things of a positive nature about myself. So, I went to the art and recreation room and grabbed a large piece of butcher paper, went back to my room, and sat and listed everything that Ephesians chapter 1, 3 through 14 said about me. 
I then posted it on my bedroom wall so that it was the last thing I saw at night and the first thing I saw in the morning. These became my daily affirmations. And I'd like to share them with you, for if you are in Christ, they apply to you also. Now, if you are not yet in Christ, you too can trust him today for a new life in him and make these affirmations your new identity as well. So let me just begin. Because I am in Christ, one, I am blessed with every spiritual blessing and the heavenly places in Christ. Two, because I am in Christ, God chose me in him before the foundation of the world. Because I am in Christ, I am holy and without blame before him in love. Because I am in Christ, I am predestined to adoption as a son by Jesus Christ to himself. Because I am in Christ, I am accepted in the Beloved. Because I am in Christ, I have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Because I am in Christ, God has made known to me the mystery of his will. Because I am in Christ, in him, I also have an inheritance, being predestined <clears throat> according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Because I am in Christ, I am in him, and in him I trust. I am in him, and in him I trust. And then finally, because I am in Christ, I am sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, the guarantee of my inheritance. I read these every morning, every night, I meditated on them during the day when it was appropriate to do so. And I have to tell you that they have been transformational to me to change my thinking, to renew my mind, which is the means by which uh, the, Bible, the Bible prescribes that we are to be transformed, even conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Listen, we are either being conformed to the world or we're being conformed to Christ. There are only two options. And tragically, the biblical imperative to be conformed to the image of Christ is seldom heard or exhorted from our pulpits today. So this is one tool. This is one tool that you might use. In fact, I'm going to attach a PDF of this onto um, sermonaudio.com, if that's where you're listening to this. So you can print it out and use it for your own benefit. Um, happy to have you do that. So I uh, hope that's been helpful. Affirmations from Ephesians. Because you are in Christ, this is who you are. This is your identity. This is who you truly are. Now, you say, Rick, I don't feel like it some days. Of course not. That's not about feelings at this point. That's what we're trying to get away from. Not that feelings are bad. Not that experience is bad. We want our faith to be ex experiential. We want it to be existential. But we want that experience to be grounded in revealed truth that comes first through the mind. It's the Christian mind 
that needs to be renewed in the heart, in the will, in our behavior, our character will follow. Amen.